the Off The Ball Podcast Network. Very happy to welcome Draw the United defender Luke McNally to the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast for the first time. Luke absolutely flying in the first division and has a really, really good season on loan from St. Pat's. And uh, a goal scorer as well a couple of times, including in a game I was at recently at United Park when... He banged one in after going up front for the Drogs against Shells in that game and Shells eventually won the league and getting ready to face Cabinteely over two legs on the next two Fridays. Luke, how are you? Good, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having a chat with me. Um, so, yeah, I suppose firstly, just an overview of your season. Luke, you played for the under-19s at Pats for the previous couple of seasons, haven't actually been at Drogheda before then and uh, you signed a two-year deal with Pats but went straight on loan to Drogs for the season, similar to Kieran Kelly the season before and you've been in the team probably every week and probably had a good year so how would you assess the season so far for yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's gone better than I probably better than I thought at the start and when I first went in I was just just trying to get as much games as I could really um, and as the season got on I realised you know, I was doing well and it's just kind of gone quite well since since probably the turn of the summer so yeah, to stay in the team stay in the team has been great and uh, yeah, as I say to be to be in a first division team which are which are high up in the league and playing and Big games like Shells, as you're saying there, and, and Cabin Teeley on uh, on Friday. Yeah, it's, yeah, it couldn't have gone much better, really. Yeah, and it's something players at your age face at the end of under 19s, Luke. Is that they have to try and bridge the gap between being an underage academy player and being a first team player. And lots of players in that first year maybe don't make the breakthrough at the club where they've been at as an underage player because the first team squad's at a certain standard or whatever it might be. And I mentioned in the introduction about what Kieran Kelly did the year before, exactly the same scenario, had been with St. Pat's, went off to draw for the year and has gone back and, and you know done really well in their team. And you've been able to follow a similar path this year and, and got kind of first team games still as a teenager. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very difficult when you come out of uh, when you come out of nineteens, it's kind of you kind of to make your own path in a way like um, you won't have too many clubs kind of calling your name you just have to go in and I suppose start at the bottom and, and try work hard and um, and then hopefully get as many games as you can at the start and then uh, yeah for me personally it's gone very well but I you know I I didn't see it going that way at all I thought it'd be a, you know it'd be very tough to, to get games and stuff but um, no I'm really happy with how it's gone so far. And what exactly went into the process of you sitting down with Harry Kenny, the Pats manager at the time, when you'd finished 19s and the club clearly valued your ability but maybe felt that you weren't just ready yet to go and play in the Pats' first team and I'm sure Harry and, and Tim Clancy would have had conversations as well. But what type of things did yourself and the clubs, you know, Drada and Pat, speak about when you were making that decision to go on loan? Um, I, I kind of knew myself still... Um, well, Pats were good enough to me. They they said if they want if I wanted to stay on and and uh, you know train away with the first team and obviously my chances would be limited. But uh, but I knew I had to go out on loan and and as you mentioned about Kieran, like um, just go out and uh, just try to get as many games as you can. The games are key, really. You're coming up against you know older lads like um, centre forwards and experienced lads. They're they're smarter than you and they're stronger and and you're just going to benefit more off that and. In uh, in high pressure scenarios as well, more than yeah in training, and I just wanted to just go out and get some experience of um, just seeing your football, and and that's all I did really. And um, Pats were good to me. They they said if I wanted to stay on and train um, train with them, um, I could, or if I wanted to go out and loan, I could. And and luckily Tim um, Tim was interested in signing me, so um, no, I I went up straight away. I was delighted. Yeah, I'm sure you can't really. 
replace, you know, actual games against men as well. And, and, you know, having been one of the best players at under-19 and one of the best teams at under-19, you've gone to a team towards the top end of the first division who, you know, have been playing in matches where points matter every week, which, of course, isn't the case really in underage football. So how did you find that adaptation very quickly to going into a team where you were expected to perform and to win points every week? Yeah, it's a it's a big transition. It's um you know, it's nineteens, yeah, obviously when you're in the when you're in the you know, the bubble of playing nineteens and stuff, you take it just as serious as you do now and first team it doesn't that doesn't change, but it's obviously now that I'm playing with uh, senior football, you kinda look back in the nineteens and you realise that, you know, some of the things you're doing, you're playing a lot out of the back and you're probably on the ball most of your time instead of you know, this year at Drada, I've been, you know, most of the time heading the ball out of, you know, out into the stands and stuff. You know, I've been defending um, more often than passing the ball out and stuff, which is uh, which is an area of my game which I strengthened probably a lot this year, um, rather than I would have been quite strong at um, just technically just keeping the ball and stuff, which I haven't had to do as much. Obviously, we play uh, good brand of football up at Drada, and it's encouraged a lot, but um, a lot of the time it's it's solely down to defend, which has been probably the major uh, transition from 19 into, into playing first team. And how have you found as well, you know, playing against senior centre-forwards? And, you know, Luke, if I was to list off the, the number of top strikers in the first division, I remember speaking to, to Shane Keegan, one of our pundits at the start of the year, about who might be top scorer. And, you know, thankfully for you, Chris Lyons is, is on your team, but you've had the likes of Rob Manley at Cabinteed, who's been the top scorer. Kieran Kilduff at Shells has had a really, really good season, you know, Furlong at Wexford who's a top striker maybe not with the top team and, and you know a couple there that I'm 100% missing as well but you've had some great battles against some of the, the good strikers who you know are more experienced than you and have, have, have you know spent time in this league and scored goals in this league and I'm sure you've you've really enjoyed trying to kind of pitch your wits against those type of players Yeah that's us they're really the, they're all kind of different players in themselves um, you know a lot of them are good in the air which probably was a test a lot of 19 strikers wouldn't be kind of like that and like the direct ball that we like in feet but these kind of these first division strikers are just you know looking for goals they're smart around the box so you always have to go on your toes that way and stuff and uh, yeah as you say Chris is obviously with us which you know in training it's been quite e- kind of easier to transition because we probably have the best striker in the league so you know we're playing uh, I'm kind of practicing against the best and it's kind of making it easier you know, when I go out on a Friday Yeah and like the team has done so well and you know Rather the top scorers in the league with 59 goals, but have also conceded 36, which is quite a bit more than than Shells and Longford, and even you know eight more than the Cabinteely team who you're going to face over the next couple of weekends as well. So how would you kind of look on the season overall? A team that attacks very well and, and has also conceded some goals at the other end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We have conceded a lot, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably something we can definitely improve on. Um, it's just part of it is sloppy defending, of course, and um, you know that includes me and and the other lads and stuff. But uh, it's also our brand of football. Like we're always, you know, we don't sit back wherever we play. Um, we always try and score more. For what if we're three 0 up, we'll try and score. If we're three 0 down, we'll try and score. You know, it's not a case of sitting back and and uh, trying to hold on to leads and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we probably shit probably too many goals this year, but. Um, but we've got to where we want to be now on Friday, and it's about uh, it's about trying to keep them out then. 
Yeah, I mentioned that Shells game a couple of weeks ago. I think it's actually exactly a month ago. I just saw Shells tweet there with some photos of, of them on the night that they won the league title, Luke, in front of a sold-out United Park as well. And I mentioned at the start that you actually went up front in that game and scored because your team needed to get something from that. But like the experience of being 19 years old and playing in front of that atmosphere in a game where basically it was win or bust. Had you guys won the match, you could have won the league on the last day of the season. The fact that they won the match, it meant that they won the league as well. And, and just that experience of being involved in a match that mattered so much in front of so many people for your age again. How would you, you kind of look back on that now a month on? I know the result wasn't what you wanted, but I'm sure for your career personally, it will be a, be a massive plus to you kind of looking back on it when you when you start to get a bit older and a bit more experienced. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant experience overall, obviously. And the, in terms of results, yeah, we were really disappointed about it. And it, it kind of did take a while to kind of come to terms with it. You know, it was kind of winner bust and you could see that game. We always had that had our eye on that game that it could have been a big one. And uh, it ended up being a big one. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't come off for us. But uh, we don't really dwell on it now. But as an experience and as a whole, as I look at it now, yeah, it's been been really, really good. Like, just playing in them atmospheres, um, they kind of just bring the best out of everyone. You know, everyone ups to another level and yeah, just a brilliant experience overall. Yeah, and I know the Drogs have been involved in a couple of playoffs in, in recent years as well and the crowds around United Park have always been great uh, for those games and the second leg of this match against Cabin Tilly will be in United Park in, in two Fridays' time. But firstly, you have to go to Stradbrook this coming Friday, Luke, and they've come through the game against Longford on penalties. Uh, spoke to Stephen McGuinness on this podcast as well, the goalkeeper who uh, was a hero in that one. And you faced them, of course, three times in the league this season too. So what do you make of the challenge ahead? And, of course, the winners of this tie will then have to go and try and beat Finn Harps to, to get up to the Premier. Yeah, obviously it's going to be really difficult. Um, we played Cabo uh, three times this year, a win, a loss, and a draw after a you know, there's going to be very little between the between the sides, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really tough to say. Um, they're really strong in in many areas uh, in their team. Obviously, McGuinness has had a great year, and uh, Rob Manley up front. So, yeah, it's it's obviously going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy to win any playoff, no matter who you're playing. They're they're you know they're big games at high stakes, so it'll be edgy enough. And uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it now. I think we have a good chance. And Luke, just lastly, you're also in Minute on scholarship there and you know, you're know you combining football with doing a degree and also working part-time as well. And again, I'm sure if you do go back to Pats or whatever happens in the coming years, if you do have a chance to go and be a full-time footballer, other stuff like work and, and education will have to take a back seat. But at the moment, you're able to combine you know a good level of football and college. So just talk to me a bit about that. What are you studying in Minute and, and how are you finding that? The, again, we're, we're now in October, so you're kind of back in the, in the full swing of college, the college football season too. And the business end of your league campaign with the drugs? Yeah, I'm studying uh, international business um, in Minute at the minute, my second year, so um, I'm enjoying that. I'm going in in the mornings and, and um, studying away and then uh, training my drive in the evening, so it's ideal at the minute. Um, the football, yeah, the football is tough to combine the two, but it, I always enjoy playing with Minute. Um, it's not that it's less pressure, it's just kind of probably is more of a relaxed kind of a break away from another team and you kind of have a fresh start in a way and playing with Minute, which I enjoy we have some really good players on our team whether like uh, Zach and Owen Massey are up at Cabo there we're playing them on Friday and they're in Minute as well so we have plenty of really good players and hopefully we have a good year with, uh, with Minute as well and lastly, the importance of education for a young footballer, Luke. You know, it's a story that's being told a lot more by a lot of people, particularly those who are coming home from the UK and, and maybe haven't even done a leaving cert, never mind going to college. 
but for you and, and your family and, and your parents and stuff, how important is it that you do have something and a degree that, you know, there's been so many players over the years, like your Jamie McGrath and your Sean Hores and, you know, loads of people who come through UCD as well who've, who've been able to play football and do a degree and then focus on a full-time knowing that that is there if and when it's needed or, or even still to combine a career working and football is something I'm sure that, that maybe you might be able to do in the future as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could suffer an injury or something like that and, and uh, yeah, you never know where you end up or what you'll need and uh, I think everyone knows that it's not a long enough career and um, to fall, just to solely play football, you know, uh, just to have that degree at least you can go off and do what you want after that you know you can you have a free shot at the football and you can give it all your focus so no I'm just looking to finish my degree first and see what happens from there Great stuff Luke McNally thanks a million for your time the best luck on Friday and we'll see you soon Cheers thanks Jamie That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation